beloved of God. I'm so glad you joined me for episode 15 of Third Heaven Authority podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. Last episode, we talked about the mysteries of prayer and how that there's a secret key to unlocking the release of the things of the kingdom of heaven into our lives. This week, I want to talk to you about an edification builder, another mystery of prayer. Did you know that there is a way of overcoming discouragement, weariness, those kind of things that put a drain on us in our lives? I'm going to play another excerpt from that series on the mysteries of prayer. Listen closely and let the Holy Spirit reveal the things that He wants you to know. Hear it in your heart. 1 Corinthians 14. And then we're going to go to Jude 1 and Ephesians 6. But the reason we want to read the Corinthian text first is because that's been kind of uh, our theme scripture in talking about the mysteries of prayer. I love prayer. I certainly hope that each and every one of you do. Uh, And as I mentioned from the get-go, is that this series on prayer is about a specific area of moving in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, using our spiritual prayer language, etc. I realize that there's so many different kinds of prayer, and the Bible talks about that. There's several scriptures. One I think I'm going to read today uh, in Ephesians 6. Uh, And you can pray in English. You can pray in tongues. Uh, The Holy Spirit indeed can lead you in all of those different kinds of prayer. But the Apostle Paul taught a lot on a specific kind of prayer, and that's what we've been majoring on and why I've been calling it the mysteries of prayer. Because in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2, Paul said, For he who speaks in a tongue, he's talking about praying in tongues, does not speak to men but to God. Now notice that. It's very important. When he says speaks in tongues, he's not talking about the charismatic gift of different kinds of tongues that you find over in the 12th chapter. uh, Because... In toward the end of this chapter, in verse 21, he says that that gift is God speaking to man. So when God speaks to us in a public assembly and there is that message of a different kind of tongue, and then it's interpreted for the congregation to understand, that's God speaking to man. But here he says that he that speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. And so he's talking about prayer language. He's talking about worship language. He's talking about the language in the spirit and the heavenlies that hook us up with God and with the ways of the spirit. And he says, for no one understands him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, musterion, reveal secrets, Things of the kingdom that cannot be discerned in any other way than the Holy Spirit revealing it to us and through us and about us. (laughs) I love that. And it's spiritually discerned. But he says that when you pray in tongues, you speak mysteries. So the premise of this entire series is that we have the ability 
once we are born again, and that's one of the beauties. You'll hear me talk about so many wonderful, beautiful things about praying in tongues, but one of them is that the moment somebody receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they can be filled with the Spirit, and they can speak a perfect, fluent, heavenly prayer language. They don't have to spend five years studying the Scripture, although they should. (laughs) They don't have to learn the ins and outs of the Christian walk and, and how to mature in the body of Christ and all of these things, which they should. But they don't have to do those things to speak in tongues and to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them begin instantly praying that wonderful language in the heavenlies that takes from God and his plan not only for the body of Christ on planet earth but also his will his purposes his plans for us individually and reveal those secrets and pray them through us for us Wow, it's tremendous. And all of that comes by the Holy Spirit. Paul told the Romans that we do not know what to pray for, neither how to pray for everything. But the Spirit takes hold together with us. He knows what to pray for. He knows how to pray for it, right? He knows because he's God and he's the Spirit of God within our hearts he knows the will of God for our life he knows our destiny he knows the answer to every question that confronts us he knows how to circumvent the circumstances in our lives he knows how to remove the mountains he knows all of it and he's given us that tool that in the spirit we can slip into that heavenly prayer language and we can begin to pray and pray and pray. In Jude 1, there's a wonderful scripture that I want us to read. We're just going to read the 20th verse. And before we do, the apostle is really giving exhortation about how to overcome and stand up against, you know, a lot of the crud that's in the world. Anybody out there face crud? You know what I mean? Okay. And then he says this, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. He talks about how that rather than being depleted by all of the discouragers and the drainers that have been placed in our life. Now, there's a lot of them out there, aren't there? Not only physically. Mentally, spiritually, there are a lot of things that demand our time and attention. There are a lot of things that tax our energies in all of those realms. And there's a situation that can develop 
The New Testament talks about it in several places where we grow weary in well-doing. Hmm? Or where we enter into a slumber, a callousness, to where we're not really on top of it and performing in peak performance. There is a technique that the Holy Spirit has placed in the church and he himself oversees that allows us to be built up on our most holy faith, to rise like an edifice, the Amplified Version says, a way of recharging the batteries, spiritual batteries. Man, when your spiritual battery is recharged, then guess what happens to your natural batteries, your natural life? It gets recharged. Anybody experienced that before? I realize that sometimes you can get really exhausted in the natural, and, and then it kind of affects you spiritually in the sense that you may not feel like you want to pray, or you may not feel like doing something, going to church this morning, or, you know, those kind of things. Uh, so, so there is an effect because of the natural realm and the exhaustion that can set in at times. But I believe that when we get out of prayer, when we are not daily replenishing our word level, so to speak, and doing those things that keep us spiritually alive, that it begins to drain the flesh. Now, the exhaustion that comes into the flesh in this means is not the same kind of exhaustion as if you went out and dug a ditch for eight hours and you're just physically tired. The exhaustion that sets in is that in your mind and in your body, there, um, the ability, the strength level to be able to face all the situations in your day be, in a spiritual manner begins to wane. All of a sudden now, we're looking to the flesh to try to figure out how to get those things done. That's the kind of weakness that I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit has given us a way to build ourselves up on our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, praying in the Holy Spirit what does that mean? Basically tongues. Now, as I already said at the beginning of this sermon today, the Holy Spirit can lead you in prayer in English. Lead you in all the different kinds. I mean, there's intercessions, there's giving of thanks, there's, there's prayer of worship and praise, there's dedication and consecration. There are all these different kinds of prayers that you can do in English and you can do in tongues. Remember, anything that you can pray and accomplish in English, you can do so in tongues. I'm talking about in your prayer life. Anything, everything. Even the Apostle Paul said so in, to the Corinthians. He talked about you can bless in the Spirit and you can bless with your understanding. You can sing in the Spirit and sing with your understanding. You can pray in the Spirit and pray with your understanding. You can give thanks in the Spirit and give thanks with your understanding. And he was talking about in the Spirit, specifically in that chapter, he labeled in tongues. So if Paul, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14 particularly, well, all the way through 12, 13, and 14, labeled the in the Spirit, in quotes, as speaking in tongues then you know darn good and well that when you build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, it includes 
includes, not 100%, but includes praying in tongues. And I'm going to be so bold as to say the majority of it should be praying in tongues. <laughs> now, if we go back to Ephesians 6, we know that in this chapter, one of the things that the Apostle Paul was talking about is the armor of God. And why don't we just, for the fun of it, let's just Cadillac through from about verse 10 till we get to the scripture that I want to read. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles, schemes, strategies, deceitful tactics of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now you see that in the context uh, that Paul's talking about here, that there is a spiritual warfare that we're all engaged in. First of all, he's talking to all believers, and he says all believers are in, involved in this. No one is exempt. There isn't any believer that is so righteous, so perfect, or so sheltered that they don't, you know, are, are not subject to the attacks, uh, to the influences of the enemy in the world. I mean, the entire system of thought in the world is without revelation of God. I'm talking about man's system. So there is a spiritual warfare. And in this spiritual warfare, he says, take up. Now, it's interesting terminology, because why would he say take up or put on if it was automatic? Hmm? It was something that you were just born with in the kingdom. You ever thought about that? You're just in the kingdom. Wow. I'm in the kingdom, so therefore I must have my breastplate of righteousness. I must have my helmet of salvation. Not necessarily. Yes, it is given. Yes, it is supplied. But it's up to us to put it on. Now, let me give you a key without teaching in depth on it. Donning the spiritual warfare is accepting and walking in the revelation of God in these specific areas. That's how you put it on. When you put it on, you own it, and you dominate in it. Then it becomes armor, impenetrable from the enemy's attacks. But he says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now that's all great. We put it on. But why do you put it on? You don't put on your armor to sit down, eat a sandwich, and watch a movie, so to speak. And you know what? In the natural, that may be something that you have to do. Okay? Depending on what movie and what's going on. But at any rate, you, you get the point. 
It's, you put on the armor to fight the fight. You fight the fight, the good fight of fate, in the arena of the mind. Okay, let's keep going. Now that it's all on and you're ready for battle, how do you use it? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The primary place for use of the armor, even though I firmly believe that we should have it on all the time every day, is in spiritual warfare. The primary use of the armor is in prayer. Now again, notice here in verse 18, praying always with all manner, the Greek text says, all different kinds of prayer and supplications in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Now again, to make sure that everybody understands and there's a theological correctness of what I'm teaching you. In the spirit can include flowing with the spirit and praying in English. But I've already shown you that the Apostle Paul made a very important announcement. He taught not only the Corinthians, but other churches that praying in tongues is praying in the Spirit. Because the Spirit searches the heart of God, the plans of our destiny, who we are, the inside out. And the Holy Spirit knows how, by praying in tongues, to issue forth those mysteries, those revealed secrets through us that build us up, charge us up, edify us like a, a battery so that we raise higher and higher like an edifice in our spiritual knowledge, our wisdom, and in our ability to bring the kingdom of God through us. I've shared with you, there was one time, uh, and I'm going to talk in a little bit about um, uh, the gentleman, the, the prophet that ordained C.K. and I into the ministry in 1977. That's been a little while ago. We were pastoring at one particular point in Redding, California. And we knew that it was a, mom that it was a temporary thing. We were there helping another uh, man establish a ministry. And we knew that the Spirit of God was trying to get us into a place to where he could lead us to the next. And, you know, though, all of a sudden there's these things like these little dissatisfactions. And it's very important that when you enter into that place of just kind of uneasiness and some tension and dissatisfactions, you just know there's something else around the bend, something coming, and you're getting ready to move. It's very important at that particular point to do two things. Number one is pray in the Spirit of God and get yourself to a place to where you listen to him and you walk in his timing. And you don't do it on your own and by your own flesh. You don't just feel that and jump out there. 
Listen to the Spirit of God. And number two is do not allow strife to come in because at that particular point is when the enemy comes in from the back door and he tries to begin because of the dissatisfaction that's going on with you and other people around you might even feel a little bit. He tries to sow strife and discord in so that people become disappointed, disgusted with you, upset, angry, or you start doing that with the people that are around. Just because God's moving you on to something else doesn't mean that this situation and these people are not very wonderful people in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they deserve the kind of love and relationship and the kind of ministry that you can support and give to them up until the moment that the Holy Spirit says, now go. Now there's some wisdom right there. <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so here we were in this situation, and we had Dave come and preach a meeting for us in the church. And, of course, he's a prophet of God. And after the meeting, he came to our house, and, and we were just kind of fellowshipping and uh, talking to him about this, that, and the other thing. He got up and he left to go back to his motel room. And when the door was open and he was saying goodbye to us, he turned around and faced us and he said, pray yourself into the will of God. And they turned around and left. Now, we knew what that meant. Like I shared with you before, in order to be ordained by Dave in those days, you had to commit to at least two hours of praying in tongues daily. He wouldn't even mess with you if you didn't. Because he knew what it took to walk in a power-filled ministry. Praise God. Pray yourself into the will of God. And what's so neat about praying in tongues is that you don't even have to know what you're praying about. The Holy Spirit is the one who does it. Now, it's your spirit that prays, as the Apostle Paul says, but it is the Holy Spirit that gives the words or the unction. He's the motivator. And as it comes through us, we begin to pray ourselves into the will of God. We pray our family into the will of God. We pray our finances into the will of God. We pray our health into the will of God. We pray our ministry into the will of God. We pray our neighbors into the will of God. Now, I know that they are free moral agents, but the principle in Scripture is that through prayer and intercession for our neighbor, for those that, you know, the Holy Spirit takes us into prayer about, that what we do is we go along and the Holy Spirit through our prayers begins to reshape and, and to ward off the influences and the things that are coming against their life. Nobody in their right mind would reject Jesus as Lord. So that means the God of this world that has blinded the eyes of their understanding has altered their right mind into erroneous thinking. Therefore, by praying in the Spirit, what we do is we go into and begin to alter and change those spiritual influences to give the person the opportunity to get back in their right mind. 
So therefore, even though we do not control the other person's will, we definitely have a major effect in controlling the influences and the circumstances that are trying to alter their will, thereby giving them an opportunity to accept Jesus or to get back on the track or to break out of the sin or the temptations and, you know, the addictions and, and the themes of carnal living, etc., etc., so many people, even in their own natural life, when people call me on the phone and they say, Pastor, pray for me, you know, I'm trying to stop smoking or something like that, uh, or, or overeating, or, you know, it could be anything at all. The first thing that I try to tell them is pray in the Spirit. People will ask me, what should I do about this situation? And I'll say, have you prayed in tongues over it yet? But over the years, many times, I've said, go pray in tongues over this for 24 hours or 36 hours, whatever, then call me back. And they'll call me back and they say, Pastor, I don't need the answer from you. God gave it to me. You know, listening to that clip just reminds me of how much that I love to pray. The intimacy with God, being used as a vessel of the Holy Spirit to release the dynamics of heaven's power and glory onto the face of the earth. How to appropriate those things into my life, but also to understand that I can grow strong and build myself up on my most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Prayer for all of you is that the Holy Spirit enables you to build an adequate, dynamic, powerful prayer life that lifts you up on the wings of the Spirit of God and raises you above all of the worldly, draining discouragers that attempt to rob you of your faith. And remember, this all has to do with authority. I'm still teaching on third heaven authority must use the tools that God has given us, then I would encourage you to set aside some time each and every day. Find a quiet place to where you can just pray. Not only inside, you can pray in your own mind to God, of course, and you can do a lot of things that way. There's something about praying out loud so that your own ears can hear it. Your own brain will hear what you are saying and what the Holy Spirit is praying through you. And it builds a cycle of faith and empowerment. As always, read the Word of God every day. But set aside 15 minutes. Set a clock, a timer. And pray 15 minutes. Many of you uh, are a lot more experienced and you pray for 30 minutes or an hour. But everyone has to start somewhere. It will change your life. Join me in future episodes as I continue to share from my heart, my experiences, and from God's Word about all of these things concerning Third Heaven Authority. Subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on this podcast network so that you don't miss a single episode. God bless and pray in the Spirit.